0: Hey Tim, how's it going? Well, it's going fantastic. I've got my coffee. I've got my Nicorette. I've got all my stimulants. I'm ready to rock. Very nice. Do you have COVID yet? I don't think I have COVID. No, I, I don't know. I, I how can I know?
1: I have been COVID-free for 28 years almost, and I hope to stay that way for the next wow. 28. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so today we wanted to talk, we we mentioned briefly in the last podcast, an article released by the Ayn Rand Institute that talks about um, the unsung heroes of the pandemic. And it, we mentioned part one, which focuses on the doctors and how they're mistreated. And we didn't get too much into it, but I want to focus on part two um, of that article, which talks and focuses on basically the billionaires right so we're talking about jeff bezos mark zuckerberg i don't know the guy who owns zoom twitter youtube google and how how important these people actually are and how this situation should really solidify in people's minds if they're actually paying attention how truly valuable these people are and how truly important these people are Right? right not and so I mean, we can start just from an entertainment value. If we didn't have Zoom, if we didn't have YouTube, if we didn't have these things, how would we be getting our information? How would we be seeing our family at all? Like, what would we be doing in the actual lockdown? And then when you go to a place like Amazon, how valuable that service actually is when people are trying to stay at home and they can get almost anything delivered within a couple of days, especially now they... But so it's really, if people were... Had their eyes opened, and yes, it is important to celebrate like the the essential workers, as we talked about. Even though we have issues with that terminology, I think it's, it it really kind of uh, you know lit up my mind a bit that no, more than ever, these people who've created these incredible companies should be valued. But I feel like that's not the narrative at all. And and right. we'll, we'll come out of this, you know, Amazon stock will have gone up and it's doing so much work. Zoom stock has gone up hundreds of percent. Um, and people will just continue to vilify them. And, and, you know, as soon, and they don't, they'll just say, Oh, well, what use are these people? What have they given us? And it's like, people don't make that connection at all. And so I'm, I'm interested in your thinking on that sort of topic.
0: Yeah. Well, it occurs to me that, um, You know, okay, the the, the safest possible world we can have that I can imagine is one where we're all sealed into our own bio-sealed containment pods, isolated from everyone else, where we have IV drips of uh, scientifically derived uh, nutrient going into our vein at a steady stream derived by the top scientific minds, while our cerebral cortexes are plugged into, uh, I don't know, let's call it like a matrix of, uh, in a virtual world, let's say, uh, where, uh, no one says any bad things to us. Our feelings are never hurt at all. And our wildest fantasies come true in this thing. And, um, and, and, and you know, things like red pills that jerk us out of this, uh, in, into dangerous reality are banned. Um, we don't have that world yet, but, uh, what we can do right now is, is sit isolated, not touch anyone on our couch and we can watch things like Netflix and do Zoom so um, you know these, these these people are all intermediary steps towards that ideal utopia I'm talking about where we're plugged into this virtual no I uh, <laughs> uh, it, it does occur to me on one hand well, obviously they provide a, a tremendous value I'm taking full advantage of Zoom right now um, I assume that's a real person over there on the other line not just some hologram produced by a, a, a super the Chinese somewhere. government yeah <laughs> you know netflix there's awesome you know what what would we do without all these things right now we'd probably be up in arms revolting against the government and getting begging to right work maybe so maybe um so there's certainly some value but you know I, the reason i bring this up is because it it occurs to me that um there is you know if i were a conspiracy theorist um I I would say that the New World Order is trying to enrich central banks and oligarchical oligarchical, (laughs) uh, corporations and uh, specifically these entertainment and virtual reality corporations that construct these uh, fantasy worlds for us or digital worlds for us um, because they're trying to usher in this New World Order. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but... One could see how conspiracy theorists would come up with this. Uh, th- there is going to be an unequal um, enrichment, I would say, uh, a wealth redistribution by virtue of this government stoppage. And it occurs to me that by the government stopping things, yes, all these things are super valuable to us because they take us away from our current reality and give us some, um, uh, give us a break uh, from the fact that we we can't live our life right now Um, and these people are getting rich because of it. And thank God they're there. And thank God that I can buy whiskey. I've been drinking more whiskey than I've ever drank in my whole life lately uh, because of the same reason I've been watching more Netflix than I've ever watched in my whole life lately. But I'm not sure that that's that's necessarily a good thing now that I'm saying all this stuff out loud. I started this podcast, David, thinking about how great – these things are but now i'm wondering about whether i believe that or not
1: well so you bring up an interesting point that i've not thought of which is people would
0: probably
1: be more upset with their liberties being taken if they couldn't just sit on netflix and binge 12 hours a day but i think people have been conditioned and that's what most people would like to do anyways right? right so i do think there'd be a bit more pushback if we didn't have these things but i'm i'm trying to at least call into question the, the hypocr- hypocrisy of the people who are who are taking full advantage of it right I'm at least trying right. to call into question their hypocrisy yeah, yeah, yeah. and how they're not acknowledging this but I do hold that these people are very important and I don't think with the wealth redistribution to the richest corporations it's not going to be these ones it's the tradition, like the new, the new billionaires, yeah. they're not the ones who have ins with government. It's not Facebook no. and Amazon <coughs> and no, Zoom but, that's getting I, money. It's growing right, and, and, and right. banks. But my, but,
0: but my point is that these people are getting rich, getting, getting more wealthy because the government stopped society. Uh, right. They, they're getting more wealth than they otherwise would have because the, government stopped us from doing everything else. So, okay. I'm, right. And I'm not saying that they're providing, they're not providing value. They're providing immense value. What would, you know, but uh, you know, th- there's a case. But yeah, they- they're not.
1: No, I, I see the point you're making, but I don't really agree with it. I think because you're like, yes, we're all being forced to stop. And so, well, I may as well watch twice as much Netflix or use zoom five times as much and they're going to profit but providing a service like they don't have any say really in what the government's choosing to do. So I don't think there's any sort of issue or with them providing a service and being um, like being there for the public in, in, in improper terms uh, in this time.
0: No, I I have zero problem with it at all. Uh, You know, I, I can, I suspect that government is going to notice this. And I think they already have to a large degree. I mean, Zuckerberg has been asking, um, asking Congress to regulate uh, social media for a while now. And the reason they do that is because they're interested in growing profits and they don't want competition and they, they want regulation mm-hmm. and they, they are willing to abide by but that make it difficult for competitors to abide by. This is why all these big corporations, if they are doing their fiduciary duty, constantly lobby Congress, Right uh it's it's uh, a flaw of uh, it's not a flaw of corporations so much as it's a flaw of statism uh that this happens they didn't impose this game but they're just mm-hmm. the ones that are really good at playing the game of statism and and getting go ahead yeah I see i i i see you by your facial expressions that the, the no, no I, this is just not to me that there's something going on
1: this is just not what I expected the conversation to go like. I was hoping <laughs> to help neither, man. I, I was hoping to help celebrate the billionaires and I talk about how too, valuable my started <laughs> about I how valuable that, these people are. And more than ever now it should be noticed. But regardless, there's this idea, yes, there are issues with the way that these companies work, but again, I do put the blame on the politics and the state. And then forcing them to try and work in this sick system, right? Right. But I think we can separate that out. And there is a difference between the companies that purposely and purposefully go about just climbing the state ladder, right? Who only try and lobby for favors and only do that versus people who try and build a company uh, honestly and then are forced to deal with it, right? I've heard of... Microsoft story where like the government came knocking like how come you don't have an office in in Washington right and like the government saying like you need to do this this is part of the game and so I do think there's a difference and I mean anyone would have to okay. dig into a company specifically but I want to focus on yes the state is sick it it sickens everything it ruins everything but these companies are still pretty fantastic.
0: Okay, okay. I, I'm going to try to make a case. I'm going to try to go the way you want this podcast to go now, all right? I'm going to make a case for all these corporations. Uh, yeah, I often, I often hear this complaint about uh, Facebook, that they're censoring us, that they are limiting our free speech, that they're doing all this, and YouTube, and blah, 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 and Twitter, like any of these social media. Well, listen, our ability to speak has never been greater because of these platforms, because of these entrepreneurs we, we have never been able to broadcast our shitty opinions uh, so broadly across the whole world as we are now, because of people like Zuckerberg and whoever owns youtube and, and Twitter and all these kinds of things so and and zoom and yes, absolutely one hundred percent we ought to be eternally grateful for these entrepreneurs for our, for inventing these things and and investing capital and creating them. Um, so, absolutely, I, I 100% agree there. Are we good now? <laughs> back on track.
1: <laughs> well, I, I honestly don't even know where else to take it. I just kind of want to highlight generally right. one, how important these people are, and two, how uh, contradictory and hip- hypocritical. People are who will post on Facebook about these tech companies, you know, or who will say they're taking advantage of these situations. Or will, and I think Amazon is kind of the perfect example because it's also like, let's say, providing real goods, like tangible values to people, rather than just virtual values. But, and I'm not even saying there's an important, distinct difference, but I think it's it's so obvious there that people who think that Jeff Bezos Getting richer off of this crisis is a problem. They just don't understand the concept of values. Jeff Bezos is able to pr- provide billions of ve- like dollars of value to people who need the value, who want the value, and so he gets billions of dollars. And and like and that we should thank him for that. We should thank him for being able to have created this company that can do that, right? And I mean, Amazon Web Services probably supports most of all of the other companies anyways in yeah, the no, virtual realm too. Absolutely,
0: And, and, you know, I think I'm hoping that people see the value in of entrepreneurs and these rich people that are really good at providing value when it comes to things like uh, face masks and protective equipment and um, medication, experimental medication and uh, ventilators and all the things that at, that the private sector has said, we're going to step up and start producing these things. We just need government to get out of the way. And right. hopefully they see that it's not the government that is making face masks and making ventilators and doing all these things. They, they are doing a terrible job at trying to coordinate the means of production and getting these things out there. All they need to do is get out of the way and, and people like uh, Dyson from the Dyson corporation or whatever, you know, he's, and, and Elon Musk, these guys are producing ventilators on mass on mass and uh, general motors uh, was ready to produce 200,000 ventilators uh, even before Trump got in there and started bashing them. Uh, mm-hmm. So all these, all these corporations are the real heroes here government. What, what the hell are they doing other than getting in the way, right. stopping our lives, doing everything else. I mean, the government, it, it, people should recognize two things from this government and politicians are villains. They are the evil, dastardly villains and entrepreneurs are our saviors. They, they are the people that make it possible for us to even live. If this virus gets cured or gets managed, it's going to be because of entrepreneurs um, incentivized by money and profit and, and just doing what's meaningful in their life. Uh, that is going to do it, not government force pointing guns at people. I mean, you, you don't see, there's a reason why there's no innovation in China, why all they do is copy what happens in America and right. try to make money off it. It's because <laughs> you can't point a gun at someone and say, innovate and invent to do something right. That just does not work. Uh, it's these entrepreneurs that are free to, to let their creative juices flow and try to make money off this and, and, are free to fail and try again that are the ones that are the heroes here, and they ought to be free to do it, and we ought to get government out of the way
1: yeah I, i'll I'll push back slightly on the concept that at least like Western politicians are evil. I think that's giving them too much credit. I think they're mostly okay. just incompetent, but okay. I, they're in the realm of evil, let's say, but I think you also highlight a no, really right. important point um, that i'd not thought of either in this kind of in this manner is that compare the ability of these companies to ramp up their production and serve the huge increase in demand versus anything to do with the healthcare industry and why is it that amazon can be outputting i don't know twice as much uh content not content twice as many packages per day let's say um very quickly and hire 100,000 employees very quickly to meet the surge in demand, why can Zoom have a 400% increase in traffic and meet the demand, but the healthcare industry can't produce an extra 10,000 ventilators? And and fundamentally, what is the problem here? The problem is that we have not allowed people to create companies in an industry for profit. And we've said, no, profit is not allowed here. And so they have no incentive to ramp up, like they, they, there's no robust companies that have been built in a place where they're, they're regulated beyond belief, they can't innovate, they can't, you know, make as much profit as they want. And so you really have to compare the ability of a company like Amazon to increase to meet demand, and the complete inability in the healthcare industry to do that. And what is the fundamental reason why?
0: Yeah. It, it, exactly. And, you know, look, industry, uh, private sector is really good at scaling up very fast. I mean, just look at how quickly. I can't hear you. You can't hear me? Now I can hear you. You can hear me. I say, so I was just talking about how private companies are able to dramatically scale up the size and production and service provision, you know, things like Uber, all all these companies can rapidly scale up. Mm -hmm. Well, why can't we rapidly scale up healthcare during times where there's an increased demand for it? It's because of the government, right? I mean, you know, I've talked in previous episodes about how my, both my daughters are paramedics and they're underemployed right now and they're having difficulty. There's, there's a huge demand for healthcare services, yet they couldn't go out and be healthcare entrepreneurs. And the reason is because of this ideology around healthcare in particular that you can't profit from healthcare, right? And, and you, we see this in everything from organ donation where you're allowed to give your organ to someone, but you can't sell it. You can't possibly profit from it. Um, and, and this, this um, lack of free market in organs, for example, it kills uh, tens of thousands of people every year in North America because uh, people can't get paid for their blood in Canada, for example. So we have to ship in blood plasma from the US uh, where people can get paid for it because they have a surplus of it. Um, it's it's just it's gross and it's it's evil i mean it's not intentionally evil uh people but it's it's this this evil idea of altruism that the only way you can help someone is if you do it for free and if you try to do it for money you are evil or something like that right right and it's interesting i i wonder
1: how many more people would donate their organs if it was kind of like built into like almost a life insurance policy right like when i die sell my organs and my family can have you know half a million dollars or something right that would be that would be a good idea but i think you hit on another important point but it's not just that because it's not just that the politicians don't let us have a free market in healthcare. it's that the culture the altruist morality doesn't warrant it it doesn't allow it because in a truly free market there would be companies who basically like hedge their bets like bet against the health right and who Like you know, create a system so when there's a pandemic, they can really be prepared to make a ton of money providing the value that everyone needs. And they, they'd be seen as, you know, taking advantage as corrupt as like how dare they profit in a time that the world needs them. And it's like, no, but that's their investment strategy and not every hospital would do that, but some would, it would be a strategy that could work, right? The same way you can do that for any, all sorts of industries. And well, I think for that example, is the most it,
0: we, important we thing. In, yeah, we, we see it in agriculture, for example, right? We have these teams of uh, harvesters, right? That ha- have invested all this money in giant combine harvesters and they follow the harvest across its seasonal trajectory uh, through the American Midwest and through Canada. And they, they, this team goes in there and deals with this because at a particular time, there's a surge in demand for harvesting, right? And rather than all these farmers buying their own individual harvesters and investing the money, they just take advantage of this team. Well, why couldn't we have a, a team of pandemic response people that go across to hot spots as they pop up, set up giant tents and facilities, and have all the equipment there to deal with it? Well, the, the reason is because there are jurisdictional problems with that. Um, like, I can't, pro- I can't provide healthcare in Saskatchewan or BC, my license is only good for Alberta. So I can't go to Ontario right now, where they might be surging and need some help. Uh, right. they, there's too much red tape. But the, I think it's US can't even work in our own province. So
1: I think it's worse than just the red tape. Again, I think it's the mentality of the population. Right? Yeah. If you come swooping in and to help, but demand payment for your help, like you're a piece of shit who's taking advantage right. of a vulnerable situation, and that's just the mindset which completely destroys the ability for people to want to prepare to serve in that time. Because like, especially if they need to be making money somehow they need to survive. And if they're going to kind of hedge their bets on a, that's not the right term, but on a longer trend, like, you know, it's when there's the big, the big event, that's when they'll make 90% of their profits and they assume every 10 years that'll happen. Um, It's happening even more frequently now. But, and it's, and so there's just the, the different models are just not allowed to function at
0: all. Absolutely. And, and I mean, you know, this idea that, and it's weird too, because people don't seem to have a problem with me getting paid to be a paramedic, right? I'm, I'm not doing this for free. I, I get paid to do this. I they, profit as a person from, from this, but yet someone who invests all the capital and the ability to, to buy the ambulances and put stations in just the right locations and and invest in the real estate to do that and does all this stuff. If they make money by providing that value, they're evil somehow. Well, I Uh, think,
1: I think that also is kind of maybe a subconscious reason people like socialized medicine because they can't uphold this idea that, Oh, Tim's just an altruist. My doctor's just an altruist. If after they help me, I have to pay them, right? If I have to literally personally pay you, then, my facade of oh it 's free he 's just doing it for the under the good of his heart yeah, that 's yeah. shattered if I have to pull out a wad of cash to pay you yeah right
0: and obviously and obviously it 's shitty, like I would not want to um, whip out the, the you know i wouldn 't want to revive the debit machine from, from cPR and then whip out the debit machine and say, "Hey I got squarespace, how would you like to pay <laughs> uh, obviously that would be terrible, terrible form right, right. Uh, but obviously, the free market would recognize that. And, and we would develop payment systems like, okay, we'll send you a bill late later. Or we'll, we'll this is what insurance is for and we'll yeah. build an insurance company. And this is why you get insurance. And you know, I, I've worked like back when ambulance was more privatized in Alberta. Uh, yeah, we had these things. Like we wouldn't, <laughs> you know, we had a, a billing person who would go out and, and they, they were really good. Right. Like and if you could only afford to pay 20 bucks a month, to pay your bill, we would work with you. We wouldn't charge mm-hmm. you interest. We, we understood it would be a bad look on us to right. make someone destitute when we were trying to help them, you know, be flourish, right? Uh, you know, we, we wouldn't do that. And that it's funny, because the government has no problem making people destitute when they're trying to help them. That's what exactly what they're doing right now. Yeah, someone.
1: Yeah, I read about someone who just got like a massive fine for some stupid reason that they couldn't <laughs> afford. And then yeah. They don't care if like, this is the rule to pay the fine. And that's it. I can hear you still.
0: Okay. Yeah. I heard about, uh, there's uh, three kids in three teens in Saskatchewan who were just going out for a joyride to get out of the house. Cause they're going stir crazy. And they each got a thousand dollar fine. Um, yeah. For not social distancing or something like that That kind of stuff is just insane but anyways and
1: and so bringing it back let's to wrap up the topic like i think and and so
0: here sorry i just wanted to say so here we have government saying we're trying to save your life here and we're going to bill you for it uh three to the tune of a thousand dollars each i mean come on
1: yeah and it's just backward and and every every claim that people lobby against the billionaires of the way they exploit people they're all actually true of government when you really exactly. look at it, that yeah. they, they, they try, they claim one thing, they do another thing and they, they, they take advantage. They force you into situations and then profit from it. Right. And, and then they have all of the sway and, and the ability to forcibly redistribute wealth, forcibly fine you. And, and this isn't making this isn't all coherent, but fundamentally,
0: billionaires are good government is bad amen brother amen billionaires are really good because they got that money voluntarily and people handed right. them that money because of how good they are right
1: and that's how that's... good they
0: are i mean they, they they ought to be canonized as saints if you believe in that kind of stuff they, they ought to be canonized as uh ari saints let's just say that okay yeah or libertarian saints or cat you know because they they actually provide value for the world they they're not uh they don't get their money through plunder at least well most of them don't. Most of them uh, don't. The honest ones don't. Yeah, the honest Some ones Some do. Don't.
1: Some take advantage of the, the state. Uh, yeah.
0: Although, so, although, although for Ayn Rand to elevate any of these guys to like, uh, you know, a John Galt type level, they would have to pull out of the system and say enough of this BS. We're doing what we want. We're going to the dark web. And
1: I don't think they'd have there. to in the current system because the, like, the political system in Atlas Shrugged is far worse than even the current system is, I think. That's my estimation. Um, and she, I think she did have, she had said that, no, like Atlas Shrugged is not that realistic, right? Like it's probably impossible to actually right. do that and completely pull out, but you know, give me 30 years and we'll see how it works.
0: Right. Right. But yeah. I, I mean, and the reality is they're not doing anything different than uh, a local business that's doing well in a municipality, right? You go mm-hmm. there, you buy a business license. If you really want to do well, you cozy up a little bit to town council. You understand their perspective. You try to see things through their eyes and understand what objections they might have to you expanding your business or doing things. You try to persuade them to to be more lenient with you and and different things like that. Like you you got to work with the you got to work within the game. You're because they have guns. They are pointing to, guns at you, yeah, right? Like yeah. and
1: and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: One so people one, that can provide value. So I'm going to just shoot everything I said in the foot. And say so people that can provide value, despite all the guns of government, they're they're bloody heroes more than they're bloody that. heroes. Yeah, yeah.
1: and yeah, I want so That basically. would have been a good. Just come
0: full circle, David. We. Have yeah, missed. I'm glad.
1: I, you're highly skeptical at the start. Yeah, I, I want to
0: with myself. I want to
1: end with, on something. I so Bernie Sanders was on Colbert yesterday or two days ago. He and um, and he's you know going about. He's pulled back his campaign, but he's like. The reason he's so popular is because he just asked why. Why are there billionaires who have way more money than anyone else? Why, why, why? And I'm like, the answer is because they provide value. The reason that they have lots of money and you don't is because they provide value and people give them money for the value. And it's a very simple answer, but he doesn't seem to understand it. Thanks, Tim. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks.